Paula, I'm not commuting, but all of that money is going towards belongings. Oh, no. What have you bought? So many things. Uh, we, I feel like I've been trying to fill the, fill the void in my heart that has started mm. since March 13th-ish mm-hmm. um, with sure. just things. things. Okay. Yeah, I think um, that's actually the American way. So Yeah, exactly. Who, who needs personal time with friends and family when you could just buy things or you can just engage in capitalism yeah exactly exactly daddy bezos has you covered oh gross Uh, (laughs) all right give me a rundown of what you've got um so i completely redid my bedroom okay a couple months ago so Mm -hmm. i got like a bed frame and a couch and nightstands and i think a uh, I just bought a new duvet cover because Holy I was because I you know Paula I hate to admit it but I was a two pillow guy until very very recently. What are you supposed to be? A f- like four pillows or more? Like a, it felt like I wasn't adult enough having you know in my queen size bed having four. I needed four pillows to feel like an adult. See, I think the more pillows you have, the more adult you have. So you're actually pretty adult. So you should have like seventy pillows. Oh, thank you. Thank, should just have a pillow you. four. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, so these all seem like really adult purchases. Um, yeah, or like I need new shoes. So I got new shoes, things okay. like that. All right. Um, how what have you been getting? Um, so I've gone the other end. While you're the little prince of uh the little prince of Chicago buying your little adult things, um, I've gone full in on just uh weird eBay purchases. Uh-huh. Uh so let's see what I've gotten from there. I got a beaver skull. <laughs> Um, I got a little ceramic horse's head that you just stick to the wall, I guess. Sure. Um, you know, just like your regular things. Yeah. Like lots of decapitated animal heads. Well, I mean, it. yeah, I mean, I guess it's decapitated, but it's not like bloody, you know, it's a skull. Yeah, sure. Um, There's not a theme here. No, I got a, I got a penis bone from a raccoon. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say that word again. Cause you know, it's going on the internet forever. Um, you know, I got, uh, just kind of things that people need around the house. Sure. Yeah. 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 Your, your classic kind of starter kit for a new apartment. Yeah, absolutely. Just your millennial woman on the go. Yeah. I'm just proud of you for throwing a, a you know, like throwing a, a party for yourself. You know, the kind of things that people would bring to a house party. You're yeah. just getting for yourself. Oh, I got a tiny, uh, vintage music box that has to be haunted. Mm, gotcha. You know, you- just kind of anything I needed. Do you, are you taking in another roommate? Is everything okay? Are you taking another ghost roommate? No, but do you want to hear a crazy ghost story from last night? Yeah, please. It's absolutely real. Okay, so people who are new listeners, my apartment is for sure haunted. I don't know if I believe in ghosts, but like now I do. So I am alone in the house. It is like one in the morning. No one else. And I know for a fact that no one else is awake. And I live in an old building where like, my downstairs neighbors could get straight up murdered and you would not be able to hear it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm standing in the bathroom by myself, brushing my teeth. I just finished brushing my teeth. I'm just standing there. And all of a sudden from right behind my shoulder, somebody whistles a song in my ear. 
I don't know how to react to that. So what song was on, it? It was like an old jazz song, which makes sense because the music that sometimes we'll randomly start playing is jazz music. So whistles an old jazz song in my ear and the two cats both run, take off running at the exact same time and go and hide in the far room. Sounds like you've got a scatting ghost on your hands. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I told I told my friends and I, I told them I told like my friends and they were like, you need to move. And I was like, I cannot imagine a better roommate. Yeah, sure. <laughs> just sometimes they just yeah. let the funk out. Just a little whistle. We're all just, good. Just a cool cat. You know just what I mean? A cool cat, yeah. Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to talk about the sincere and earnest topics of the day. Paula, what's our topic this week? French. Le Francais. Le Francais, bonjour. Comment ça va? I'm out. I'm out. I don't know anymore, bud. <laughs> uh, we both took French at one point, right? Uh, I mean, I would say I was enrolled in French. Sure. I never said you learned French. I said no. we took French. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I have a line on my transcript that says French. I took it from seventh grade through 12th grade and then promptly forgot it. Brag. I took mine because I watched too much of the final seasons of Sex and the City where she moves to France. And I was like, that's probably going to be me. (laughs) (laughs) I should be prepared. Wait, isn't the whole point of Sex and the City that it's, it's, like the city is a major factor. Why would they put him in a different city? Gosh, what you don't know could fill a book. Yeah, sure. But I, still, the, like the main character, the I, main love interest yeah. of that show philosophically is New York City. So then why would I they put anyone in France? I can't even begin to you where you've gone wrong on this. <laughs> the core is not New York City. The core is actually about the power of female friendship. What if I went off? <laughs> <laughs> I actually... um. I actually didn't really take it for the Sex and City thing. I took it because I'm French. This is real. I uh, I'm French Canadian. Thank you. Um, Oh yeah, I don't know. Uh, And so I had a theory in my head that it would be easier for me to learn the language. Mm, Sure. (laughs) And it wasn't. It wasn't. Sure, because language is genetic. Let me tell you everything that's wrong with French. All sentences are just one word. So you ask someone, like, how are you? And they go, everything just flows together. All one big word with a hundred apostrophes, a bunch of accents. People are mean to you. Sometimes things are male. Sometimes things are female. No, thanks. (laughs) Um, I will say that there's a lot of uh, silent letters in in French and silent syllables. (laughs) In French God. as well. Um, but it does uh, give it an air of just like, there's a certain amount of just like, to be so well off that you could have letters that you didn't even need to say. Yes. You know I, what I mean? I guess so makes- flush in the alphabet. We all kind of like collectively assume, and maybe me, because like I said, I'm just out here buying like beaver skulls. Like I'm not a classy person, but like everything in France seems like the fanciest option. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, two thoughts on this. Okay. One, if you were French-Canadian, it makes a lot more sense that you're getting beaver skulls now being Thank the you. French traders mm-hmm. along the Mississippi River when just they first came to the New World. 
just paying homage to their fur pelts. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. It's a side hustle. Yeah. Everyone needs one in the pandemic. (laughs) Um, And secondly, yes. um, And I may have said this on the pod before, but if I have, then uh, you can you can tweet at me. And and yell at me. But I'm gonna say you're the editor, and I don't. You know what? As soon as we're done recording something, I have no idea what we said. Same. So we're doing it again, folks. Um, there. That is actually a the like French equals fancier is a choice that was made in the beginning of the 20th century. That like menus with more French on it meant that it was higher cuisine. Hmm. Um, so the more French you had, and then now, if you want to be more specific, you would, uh, the more specificity, the higher end it is, you know, where you like, you go to a fancy restaurant and they're like, this cow's name was Jeremiah. He came from (laughs) Slagle farm. He, um, favorite color was blue. And in life he enjoyed spending time with his children. I think I just became a vegan. Yeah, right. Exactly. He had an aptitude for mathematics. (laughs) Someday he was destined for greater things. And that greater thing is the steak on your plate. Enjoy. Oh, God. Um, This is a side note, but my parents asked me recently if I want to go in on a cow. (laughs) Like, you know. Like like part ownership. Like, Like you would own a cow? No. Like, like, I don't know. This is like a big thing in Minnesota where like, okay, you get a cow and then you have like a fourth of the cow and it's just in your freezer. Oh, I was thinking that you wanted to go in on raising a cow that you no. would never see. No. Kind of like a like a timeshare situation, but with a cow. No. Um, <laughs> a little bit of milk one week a year. Uh no, so you get you get like a half a cow and then they they cut it up and you you put it in your freezer. And I mean, I said yes, but the thing that's like kind of weirding me out. <laughs> Wait, you said yes? Yeah. You sometimes sometimes you live in the Midwest, <laughs> but we really got to break this down more for you. Um, but the thing that's like starting to weird me out with it is that everything you eat then is just from the same cow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like you're going to have 20 meals all from the same guy. All from Fernando. Yeah. And that feels weird. That feels like really intimate. Yeah. <laughs> you're not ready for that level of commitment. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Paula, I, I I hate to bring it back to this, but it really does. Everything you've said that you've brought into your home in the last couple of months does sound like you're making and you're going to create a Frankenstein-esque abomination made out of animal parts. Like, yes, it will have the skull of a beaver and the, and, and the meat of a cow and the penis of a raccoon. Now imagine if I'm like, <laughs> go full Frankenstein. I'm wearing the jacket, you know, like the white lab coat. Mm, and Dr. I, Frankenstein, I, yeah, yeah, Dr. Yeah. Frankenstein. I'm like, come over. It's alive. And then I hit the switch and there's a bunch of electricity and then nothing happens because I've essentially just hot glued some steak onto a board. <laughs> yeah. There's like a bag. I also bought a bag of googly eyes, so it's just covered in googly, <laughs> covered eyes. In googly eyes. And that's the true crime. <laughs> it's like not even, it's not even like a failed experiment. It's just like, where, how did I think that would work? <laughs> <laughs> no aspect of it. It looks like a child's art project. <laughs> 
No, am I wrong? Or was the thing of Frankenstein that it was not all one guy, right? It was like one guy's hands. Yeah. One guy's head. Yeah, he brought together, the whole thing is that he paid someone to grave rob pieces of body and he purposely made it, uh, I think if I remember correctly, it was he was larger than life because then it would be easier to reconstruct him. His theory was like, if he's bigger, then I'll have more, like, imagine playing the game Operation, but like 1.5x. That's so dumb. This guy was so dumb. You're telling me that he thought it wouldn't be impressive enough to just raise a guy from the dead. He was like, and every bit of them is a jigsaw puzzle. Look, I don't want to, you're dunking on Mary Shelley right now. And I don't necessarily want you to be dunking on Mary Shelley. She used this story to win a horror story competition against all the shitty dudes in her life. I, I stand by it. <laughs> I mean, you're telling me that is such. I know she was a woman, but that's such a white male thing to do. Being like, oh no, I'm not just going to go for what's logical and make sense. I'm actually going to do it better than everyone else ever. And I'm actually going to make it really impossible and hard. And he's going to be huge. Yeah. And everyone's going to get his name confused with my name. Yeah. It's actually Dr. Frankenstein's monster. I'm actually Dr. Frankenstein. Uh, well, I, I, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I know I've created this horrible abomination, and I know it is destroying your town. And I know, and if we really want to look into it, it's because you scared it. But yeah, at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter if you've got that pitchfork to my neck. His name is Dr. Frankenstein's monster. I'm Dr. Frankenstein. I'm actually Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. Now, now what kind of asshat? What kind of asshat doesn't give the monster a name? He brings this thing to life. He creates it. He doesn't just say, let me make a dead person alive. He says, I'm going to make a whole new dead person. And then it comes alive and he doesn't go, you're George now. He's yeah, like, sure. You're my monster. That, of course he's of course he's mad. Of course he's trying to kill all the villagers. Yeah. If you were called a monster every day. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's calling you Frankenstein. You're like, that's my dad's name. Please. Yeah. Please, Dr. Frankenstein is my father. I'm Frankenstein's <laughs> monster. <laughs> what word do you think would sounds fancier when you say it all French-like? Because in my head, I'm just going raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> do I have options or are you literally just saying like out of all the words? I don't know. I don't know. Granola bar. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. That's really funny. Thanks, Josh. Uh Bob Ross. <laughs> I'm just no, looking at. I think it's real. Give me bad news. Like, give me bad news, but do it in a French. Do it in an English accent, and then do it in a French accent. Yes, we're just showing off our chops here. This is our real. Uh, I am sorry, Paula. Your uh, your car is totaled. It is never going to run again. You know what? I it think has I gone gonna... poof. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm gonna get a new car. <laughs> yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, try it with me. Josh, I'm sorry, but your Amazon package could not be delivered, but you will still be charged. No! Yes! Bezos, 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 Pisu. Gross. <laughs> you know, his name means kisses in French. It doesn't. <laughs> Can you imagine if his nickname was Kisses? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Kisses Bezos. Everyone's like, Kisses is the richest man on earth. 
little smoochy McGee. You know what? That brings me to French kisses. Sure. What a horrible freaking thing. <laughs> Shoving your tongue down someone else's oh mouth. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm allergic. I'm allergic to two things in this world. Number one, dairy. Number two, <laughs> number two, bees. And the bonus third one is the idea of anyone's tongue coming anywhere close to me. Mm-hmm. No. One time I went to this like avant-garde freaking performance art show. Mm-hmm. And this guy got on the this is this is new to Chicago. I was like, here we go. Avant-garde performance art show. This guy gets on the floor, takes off his clothes, asks for an audience volunteer, drags a guy, no one volunteers, he drags a guy down, he smothers the stranger's arm in peanut butter. And he licks it off. What do you think he was trying to say? Well, I don't know, Josh. You were the artist. <laughs> That's how we met. <laughs> I I was having I it was I it was like 10 minutes long, and I was having I was having a full meltdown the entire time. Now, Paula, can I ask a question? Do you think that the real art was that that artist was actually a dog who had turned himself into a human? See, then I would be impressed. <laughs> okay. I will say the times I have been in France, in France, and that is times, and I'm not going to apologize for oh it. My God, um, can't go there ever again. So this is this is the this is the Josh themed episode. Just a little <laughs> fancy boy talking about big big time menus and his several trips to France. Um, all I was going to say is that they're real like. They're real open about their smooching in public, huh? Ew. A lot of PDA. Ew. But it is the language of love. Ew. But I do also think that, like, even if you say something in a French accent, it makes it sound fancier, it doesn't necessarily make it sexier. Or they're like, oh, it's love. They understand the romance. And it's like, no, it's gross. It feels oh, gross. Like it feels like Pepe Le Pew. Yes! <laughs> Like, are you a skunk in a human suit? Do you know what historical figure, though, I think would be the best at smooching? Uh, um, Jimmy Carter. No, Napoleon. Hmm. Interesting. I think I agree, but I'd love to hear your logic. I think my logic is uh, I bet he was more hot than everyone gives him credit for but also desperate enough where he like, you know, would be, would be a nice smoocher. <laughs> he does seem like someone who would practice smooching in the mirror. Yeah. Just based off of all everything that we've learned. I'm not saying I want to date him. He's a little warmonger, but you know, I'm just saying as far as historical figures, I bet he was mm. a decent smoocher. I also wonder if he was a decent, what if he wasn't a decent smoocher? Hmm. Counterpoint. They- Counterpoint. <laughs> <laughs> what if I'm wrong? Yeah. No, no, I think you're right. But I think maybe it took his exile that he then escaped from. Like he was a bad smoocher. Then he got exiled and was like, this is the thing that's keeping me from taking over all of Europe. <laughs> he got exiled. He practiced smooching. He yeah. escaped exile from smooching all the guards. And they went, well, someone this good at smooching can't be a bad person. No, <laughs> he has my heart. That little, that little <laughs> rascal. Cause I think, I think if he, I think someone who's too handsome can't also be a good smoocher. 
You no. know, it's kind of that thing of like, if you're too attractive, everyone tells you you're good at stuff your whole life and you're actually not. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's, uh, you need to have some adversity to become a good kisser. Sure. Look, that's the, that's kind of the motto that we're trying to tell you, the listeners. <laughs> you can't Go. be, you can't be a good smoocher if you haven't been through some shit in your life. And good news, we're going through a lot right now in our mm-hmm. country. So everyone's going to come out of this uh, just an amazing, with such kissable lips. Yes. Grab that mirror. <laughs> grab your pillow. Practice smooching. Get ready. Get those lips nice and muscly. <laughs> <laughs> but pillowy. Oh, my God. Imagine if someone just had ripped lips. Like they kissed too much and their lips were just like pure muscle. No, Paula, maybe this is our workout thing where it's like it prevents wrinkles it prevents whatever we run a a subscription workout series where you can buy a mannequin like peloton has that you can kiss and you can buy online classes (gasps) and then i want to be the person that um is like like the peloton person in the video where i'm like keep going oh mr mr dogface 89 you're really kissing it today yeah Woo! right exactly exactly we're doing a hamilton themed kiss th- kiss through today also <laughs> imagine if someone's kissing name was dogface 89 <laughs> they need more confidence <laughs> <laughs> Paula, we have a very exciting announcement for all of our listeners. Ah! Ad. We have an ad. We have a sponsorship. (laughs) This week's sponsor is Connect Chiropractic. That's K-N-E-C-H-T. And they're here in Chicago, if you are local to Chicago. And hey, Paula, let's talk about your spine and how you've been neglecting it. Oh, God. I, you know what? I'm actually sitting right now on a throw pillow on like an old wooden chair I found in the back room. So I am neglecting my spine right now. I am sitting sideways at a dining room chair, like half on the chair with my back just to the wind. None of us have needed chiropractic care more than we do right now. Plus all the stress you're carrying with you. Yes. Connect Chiropractic offers quality chiropractic care to patients from their office in the heart of Lakeview neighborhood in Chicago. Uh, They've been part of the neighborhood for over 20 years, so you know they know what they're doing. the same age as me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dr. Andrew Connect uses the -the state-of-the-art equipment and technology to provide his patients with high-quality care, and the x-rays are done on site, so you don't need to bring an x-ray machine from home. <laughs> Your home x-ray. You see, Your this is the problem x-ray. is millennials uh, have been mooching off of the office x-ray machines, and <laughs> when we now have to get x-rays, ah. you, you can't do it from home. This is really cool, though, because in the, in the kind of information that they sent us, do you know that, like, your chiropractic adjustments, like, if you're having more stress and more anxiety, it could be because of your back. I mean, kind of makes sense. You're just like, you're all chunky up in there. I don't know oh, if that's the technical term, but you're all chunked up no. in there. Look, you went to chiropractic school for a reason. The word is chunky. If you're yes. feeling chunky in the back. We have a very special offer for our listeners. Uh, being Earnest listeners can call and mention this podcast and you can receive $350 worth of services. You'll get a consult, an exam, and x-rays if medical necessary, or uh, and a report of the findings for just $49. And 
Paula, I haven't taken math in a very long time, but um, 49 is a lot less than 350. It's nearly $300 less, Josh. Nearly. It, um, nearly. It's actually more than $300 less. <laughs> This is only available for the next two weeks only, so call them up today at 773-525-9100. Again, that's 773-525-9100. Oh, wait, get- Josh, can I try something out? Yeah. 773-525-9100. Next. <laughs> So something really amazing happened in the early 2000s. Uh, the ability to connect with others on the internet? Um, anyway, so what <laughs> I... Now, at some point in the early 2000s, I don't know if it's like amazing good, but more like amazing in the same way of like, wow, what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, At some point in the early 2000s, Americans decided that the real enemy was the word French fries. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a simpler time. And so people started referring to French fries as freedom fries. Mm -hmm. And And liberty toast. Gross. And that (laughs) is because I believe, and I'm not going to look this up, but I believe it has something to do with the war in Iraq and, and France saying no thank you. Yep. So we've renamed them Freedom Fries, but Josh, I don't know if you've noticed, but America is not doing so hot these days. Mm, I had noticed. And I don't know if you've looked at the news or outside or the fact that you can't leave your house, but America's not doing great. But we can't go backwards. We can't go to Freedom. We can't go back to French Fries. So my challenge for you is what do we call them now? Mm, Really good question. So first and foremost, I think it has to start with an F for the alliteration. Yeah. So we have to throw out most of the dictionary. Okay. Okay. So let's see what we're left with. <laughs> what about friendly fries? Ooh, friendly fries is cute. Now, there was a now bankrupt chain of wonderful sit-down, eat-in restaurants called Friendly's. So I am a little bit worried see? that they have a t- trademark on friendly fries. Yeah. But, you know, I would like for them to get a little bit of money. So that's good. Sure, 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 sure. Maybe they are the the uh, the exclusive supplier of fries to this nation. Mm. <laughs> okay, that's kind of a fun twist for them. Yeah, it's like they get a, you know how the like sports leagues have a, um, the reason they can exist is because uh, the government has given them a, a legal monopoly. I didn't know we, that. That is why, that's why there's not other competing sports leagues. Otherwise it would... I do have to. I do have to confess to you, uh, and I understand that what you just said was important. But the second somebody brings up sports, this makes me sound like vapid or makes me sound like a cartoon. But truly, a portion of my brain goes, "We don't have to listen to this part," and it flicks off. Got it. And so someone starts talking to sports to me, and and just something in my brain goes, "Oh, well, we can sit back for a couple seconds." <laughs> I have an idea. Okay. How about freaking fools fries? Okay. Bonus F, bonus word. Sure. And you're a freaking fool if you don't eat them. Interesting. See, I took that as only freaking fools eat these fries. No. That's why there's that's why there's parentheses at the beginning and the end. So if you don't eat these, you're a freaking fool's fries, parentheses, but by ordering them, you're doing pretty good, buddy. Sure, 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 sure. I like that because it breaks the mold of mm-hmm. uh, all the rules that shorter is better in yeah. advertising. <laughs> now... Now, Paula, I have something, and it's 
I'm not necessarily proud of it, but I think it would work. Uh oh. Fuck fries. Okay. Okay. Now, see, where I'm picturing the F word fries would be like, okay, hear me out. You're driving long. You've had a long day of driving. Okay. You've seen at least three different uh, small roadside attractions. Yes. It's 7 p.m. You're now on the interstate. It's time for it's time for a meal. You see in the distance a like, um, you know, like a roadside stop. Mm hmm. And it's so it's just like a big uh, a big travel plaza. You walk up like a food court, but it's an adult themed fast food restaurant. <laughs> But it's run exactly like Burger King. It's just like a 20-year-old in like a paper hat. They go, welcome to welcome to Pornhub. What can I get you? And, and, and if it was a roadside stop, it could, you could legitimately call it a Pornhub. Yeah. Like, and I want to be clear. There's nothing charming about it. And there's also nothing pervy about it. It's just straight up like I'll have the number one, the F fries with the, you know, this, the banging burger. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's kind of fun. What about finger fries? Ooh, I like that. Now, those are a thing, but I like where your brain's at. Oh, because I was going to say then we could take over the chicken finger market and they have to get off our block. Um, I'm pretty sure that finger fries. Now, maybe I'm completely wrong on that because I searched finger fries and Google is telling me to absolutely go F myself. Well, maybe this is ours. I thought it was like those, uh, what are those called at Burger King? Like the chicken fries? Like they're the fries, but they're chicken? Yeah. Those, those are chicken seem- fries. Okay, cool. Those, those seem rad. I never had them, but they seem really good. Josh, come take a walk on the wild side. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, when I was a kid, um, there was this little boy in my elementary school whose name was Kodad and he had a mullet. And he well, cool. His name is Kodad? Yeah, his name was Kodad, and he had a mullet, and this kid absolutely ruled. Ruled the school. <laughs> Walked around like he freaking owned the place, and in a way, Kodad did. Uh, and I remember Kodad used to love to go up to people and would say, come on, baby, take a walk on the wild side. And then he'd leave. <laughs> now, here's, here's my question for you. Sure. Do you think that <laughs> Kodad learned that phrase and already had the mullet and the attitude and was like, oh, this really matches my brand? Or do you think he learned the phrase and was like, in order to use this phrase, I have to change everything about myself to be the kind of person who can use this phrase? I think when he was seven years old, he said to himself, I know the man I want to be. <laughs> Come on, baby, take a walk on the wild side. Yeah. Did he wear like little leather vests? Um, I remember him wearing vests. I remember him wearing a lot of like cut off t-shirts. You know, you know, um, are you familiar with the show Bob's Burgers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he look like Zeke? He's Zeke. He's absolutely Zeke. Uh, just, just, a, just a little, a little rascal. And I do remember he caused problems all the time. He yeah, was like a I troublemaker. Mean, well, at a certain point, if you're going to walk on the wild side, you gotta, <laughs> you're going to get the horns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine our poor teachers in America have to go through so much, but I can't imagine anything they've ever done could have prepared them for a child walking up going, come on, baby, take a walk on the wild side. <laughs> I'd quit. I'd quit my job. Yeah. I'd quit and be like, and go and take a walk with him. It's time. <laughs> this child will lead me to salvation. Kodad obviously had a very unique name. He had a very unique last name. And I know that he would be very easy for me to look up. I just never can because I don't want to know. Sure. You know what I mean? It's so perfect in my brain that I want Kodad to only exist 
in that one moment in time in my life. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't want to find out that Kodad grew up to work at like Deloitte Consulting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think that's going to do it for us. I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you, as always, for tuning in for another week. We are going to do our signature segment, Earnest Moment of the Week. Imachwa! Josh, we have a great Imachwa from Steph, our friend of the pod. Hi, Steph. Hi, Steph. Okay, Steph says, The other day I was in the park and this girl was running and her little dog was following behind her off leash. Then the dog started to slow down a little bit and was lagging behind. So she stopped and gave it a full on pep talk saying, you've got this. It's just a little bit further. We're almost there. It's just a little bit more now. You can do this. You can get there. It was so adorable. And the pep talk worked. Aww. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's so cute. That's so adorable. I want that girl to follow me around. Give me that pep talk every day, every morning, every mm-hmm. moment of my life. It's also like we wrote down a script for what the kissing workout would be. And that was the exact script that you were going to say while leading the class. And what I will say leading the class. <laughs> you can that's, sign up on our website. <laughs> that's very precious. Thank you. Thank you so much to Steph for sending that. I will be thinking about that one for so long. The little dog. I mean, that dog just knows nothing but encouragement and love. Dogs are really perfect. I did start spontaneously crying this weekend because, like, I remembered how great dogs were, which isn't uh, healthy or normal. But um, but this one really hits me in the heart right now. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, I've got one from our listener, Kennedy. (gasps) Hi, Kennedy. You can another follow, friend of the pod. Another friend of the pod. You can follow her at Kennedy's Photographs on Instagram. So Kennedy lives in Iowa, and that huge derecho, the, the huge storm a couple weeks ago, hit Iowa on August 10th with winds hitting 120 miles per hour, maybe even 140 miles per hour. Oh, my gosh. And today I went to a relief center that's run and founded by the community. And there's a young girl who has clocked over 100 volunteer hours and will spend the whole day there helping out, which is nice. A lot of local businesses are heading, handing out free meals too. And it's really showing how great the Cedar Rapids community is. Oh my gosh. That's so wonderful. Also, if you haven't heard, Iowa got hit really badly by a, a storm, a couple weeks ago um it's not necessarily making national news which is kind of crazy um so there's all kinds of relief organizations that you can uh give money to if there's something you can do um i know some folks there were like without power for over a week things like that so um, yeah i have some information pulled up right now so if you're in iowa they are still looking for volunteers and donations uh they're also taking donations on venmo at at Iowa Derecho, I-O-W-A-D-E-R-E-C-H-O. And this is from the news website. So that this is all, it's from K-W-W-L. I just Googled it. But, uh, and then also the American Red Cross is taking donations and you can help them out if you go to redcross.org slash I-A. If anyone has any other recommendations, let us know. We'd be happy to share it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, helping people get out of what is kind of a crazy storm. And I'm so glad to see that the community is banding together. Yeah. As always, thank you so much to Ryan Cruz for our beautiful logo. You can follow her on Instagram at at RB Cruiser and Dylan Dutch for our theme song. He's on Twitter at at 
Dylan Dutch, D-O-E-T-C-H. If you want to connect with us, let us know what you liked. Let us know what you didn't like, but don't tell us what you didn't like. Uh, you can do so at being Josh. Earnest- I'm yeah. too sensitive. <laughs> you can do that at being earnest pod on most social media, or you can send us an email at being earnest pod at gmail.com. And that also goes for, if you want uh, your business to have a sponsorship, we can work something out. Okay. We can figure something out. And until next week, just remember, Dr. Frankenstein was my father. I'm Dr. Frankenstein's monster. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Have a good week.